I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. Hope you guys are doing well out there. Uh, just a couple programming notes. Um, I'm going to be off for a couple of days, but I have some great programs lined up. We're going to be talking and showing uh, movies and series on Thursday and Friday. So even though it's Thanksgiving, be sure to tune in. Uh, got some really good. Just talk to the Kendricks brothers, uh, and uh, it was a good conversation. So you, that'll be Thursday. And then Friday, Christmas movie, uh, really cool Christmas movie that's coming out. Um, so hope you enjoy these conversations. And tomorrow we'll be talking uh, with a gentleman who is spreading the gospel in Iran uh, and seeing a lot of people being saved. And that is uh, the beauty of technology these days. Today, we're going to talk to somebody who is doing the same thing, but worldwide, seeing people all over the world impacted with the gospel. My guest today is Sean Dunn. Uh, I've had him on before, and I just love what he does. Uh, it's called Groundwire, and we'll get into some of the, the details of this, but the bottom line is he is using the internet technology to reach people with the gospel all over the world, and it's exciting, so I'm excited for you to hear about that today. Chat is open if you're watching us live. Sean, great to have you back on Life Today Live. Thanks, Randy. Great to uh, to be here. So, Technology is continuing to evolve. We came through COVID, which I saw a lot of the internet usage just skyrocket. Um, what do, what's been going on with you guys? What are you seeing? Yeah. Well, you know, the bottom line is there's a broken world out there that is desperate for something. Many of them don't even know what they need, but they know they need something. And so uh, as believers, our responsibility is to uh, be his ambassadors, to to share his truth. You know, Jesus said that uh, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost, and so that's really what we're doing. Mm -hmm. But um, what we started to ask ourselves a while back was, how do you reach a generation that doesn't want to be in the same room with you? <laughs> because the majority of the millennials and Gen Zers that we're going after, especially in the U.S., they don't they, they consider church to be irrelevant. So how do you reach a generation that doesn't want to be in the same room with you? You might not be able to get them to go to church to hear the message, but you can't get them to put down their phone. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what we do is we have found ways to engage with them, to share messages with them that says, Hey, you're, there's a reason uh, for, for you. Uh, God has a plan and a purpose for your life and, and God's there for you. Come talk to us about it. So what we're seeing is people are open to having a conversation about Jesus. Uh, even, even on the technology piece, they might not walk into a church, but they'll pick up their phone and engage with you. Okay. And that, that's very interesting because, you know, we, we experienced some of that at a legacy ministry here that was built on Christian television. Christian television was built by a generation that's very loyal and faithful, and they still watch uh, the big Christian networks and watch our broadcast program. But I realized years ago that there's, I hardly watch Christian television, if I'm honest, uh, and my kids couldn't find a Christian channel to save their lives. They don't know what channel surfing is. Do you? Can you believe we have a generation that doesn't know what channel surfing is? I mean, they're missing out on a lot of great wasted time. But <laughs> the reality is, yeah, the way we consume media and the way we communicate has entirely changed. What's interesting, and I want you to 
explain a little bit more about this is because you say you're having a dialogue and that's something you can't do on traditional broadcast television. I mean, we have phone, a phone center next door. Yeah. We're, we're like, you know, call if you want to talk to somebody and people do, and that's great, but it's entirely different. And I think better with the technology today. How do you, what are you doing like to actually not just reach people with a message, but dialogue with them? Let me, let me answer that. But before we do it, let's, let's talk about the difference in the messaging too. One of the, the interesting things is they say a millennial has a 12 second attention span. If that. <laughs> Gen Zer has an eight second okay. attention. There we go. There we go. So our content is literally 12, 15 and 30 seconds. Hmm. And it's just sneaks into their entertainment they don't have to choose it. We target them through the algorithms, people that are broken, lost, hurting, struggling with depression mm-hmm. and ignoring the church. And then we invite them into a conversation. So the content is very short, invite them in. And the thing that makes our content work is that we're hitting the emotion and then we're su- suggesting Jesus as a solution. And then we're offering them this, come chat with someone who understands. If we were to say, when life hurts, Jesus cares, come read what we think this generation would not engage, but we say when life hurts, Jesus cares, chat with someone who understands. And we have that same call center that you just pointed at. The difference is it's all text instant message and it's volunteers all over the world. And because of the way the technology is set up, we don't have to lock them in the same room. We have volunteers that are engaging with them as they're sitting on their couches and, uh, and people are, are opening up about their pain and they're coming online and saying, hey, something's missing in my life. And we get to tell them, hey, what you're really searching for is Jesus. Okay, so for this audience, because there are, it's mainly Christians watching right now, a lot of them uh, are very mature Christians. They've been in the faith a long time. I want you to tell them how they can be one of those people that, that when someone reaches out it, with their questions or their, their pain or whatever it is, they can be on the other end of it. Yeah, yeah, we'll train you. That's, that's the beauty of it is, is we have a great training system. We hope we'll hold you accountable, but here's, here's the heart of the person that we want. If somebody walked up to you and you were killing time, you're hypothetically, you're sitting in a coffee shop, you've got 30 minutes or 45 minutes to kill. You're waiting for a friend. You got nothing to do. And somebody tapped you on the shoulder and you turned around and looked and you saw somebody who was obviously in pain. They're struggling with something. And they looked you in the eyes and they say, does Jesus really care about me? Hmm. If you would love to answer that question, then you'd be a great volunteer, a great coach for us. And we'll, we'll teach you, we'll train you how to do it. We'll bring so many people to you that whenever you log in, it's not going to wake you up at three in the morning, but if you choose to log in at you know seven in the evening or three in the afternoon, there's always people that want to talk with you. Um, if you. Here's where you can explore that. If you go to, to www.groundwire.net, G-R-O-U-N-D-W-I-R-E.net slash coaching, Um, It will allow you to uh, see some interviews with some of our online volunteers. It will allow you to uh, look at some frequently asked questions. And then if you want to start the process and you'd like to be on the team, we would love to have you. There's an application there where you can get started with us. Yeah. And I think a lot of people should do that. This is the website, groundwire.net. And like Sean said, add the slash coaching if you want to go straight to that page. But uh, this is what Groundwire looks like. Uh, So you can check that out. Now, for the people who that you're reaching uh, and you're your people graciously provided provided me with this this 2022 mid-year impact report and i look at it and i see 
586, over 586 million commercials viewed. Are those those little 12, 15, and 30 second things that you're talking about? They are. They're, uh, you know, we, we are, we're using, we use uh, platforms like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube are the top four platforms that we use. And uh, we, we get in front of a whole lot of people. Um, I believe that same report also shows that we had at the six month mark, we had almost 3 million web visitors yep. during that six months. Yep. Those numbers have more than doubled already. I looked at our first nine months and our commercials were viewed 1.4 billion times. Wow. First thing we've ever had a B in that. So we've, we've been able to get in front of a lot of people and seen over 5 million people visit one of our websites because, you know, people are open to the message of Christ. They're willing to consider and respond to his claims because they're looking for something to bring them peace, hope, joy. Um, they might not log in and say, Hey, I need to be saved. They mm. might log in and say, Hey, I just need hope. And it gives us the opportunity to connect the dots for them and point them towards Jesus, the savior, not Jesus, just the nice guy. Yeah. And in that same period, first six months of this year, uh, over 129,000 chats, which is what you're talking about. Someone reaching out and then someone responding. Yeah. Uh, and that has led yeah. to, uh, in, again, the first six months of this year, over 214,000 professions of faith. And that's, boy, that is big. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. George Barna says the average church in the, in the U.S. sees one person a year come to Christ. Oh. And right now, last month, we averaged over 2,000 a day. Wow. Uh, and just and, and it's just, it's amazing what God is doing. It's, there is, I mean, we're doing everything we know how to do, but we know it's God's anointing that, that, that takes over and takes it beyond what we have the ability to do. So he's been so good and so gracious. And it, it's, it's working. Um, and you have proof of that. You have a lot of great stories that you share of, of lives being impacted, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, th I think one, just one of my favorite stories just from a couple of weeks ago, it was a, a young guy logged in and he, and he said, I don't like myself. Hmm. And I immediately thought of the days when I was growing up where I didn't like myself. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I looked in the mirror and I didn't like who was staring back and he logged in and he's talking to one of our online volunteers and he says, I don't like myself. I've become the person I promised myself I would never be. Hmm. He said, I'm a sophomore in college now. And he said, when, before I went to college, I said I was going to take it seriously. I was going to be a good person. I was, and he said, now, he said, I'm cheating on my girlfriend. I'm getting involved in substances I swore I was going to avoid. He said, I'm, I'm just kind of skimming through class. I'm not really paying attention. I'm just trying to. And he came online. He said, I'm, I'm just, I don't like who I am. He said, I need to get free. And the, the online coach, I thought, said something pretty spirit-inspired, pretty brilliant said, you know, someone once said that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. <laughs> and she said to him, she said, do you know who said that? And he said, no, but I like it. <laughs> you know, one of the things that we have to understand is there's a biblical illiteracy in our nation that, that shocks us as Christians. Yeah. We get asked questions often like, Hey, I want to read about Jesus. What book would you recommend? And we'll say, well, have you ever read the Bible? And we get people who ask, wait, wait a second. Jesus is in the Bible? No. Wow. Hmm. That's how crazy it is. Wow. 
and so uh, you know they're they're coming. They're, they there's they're they're not one of, one of the interesting things in our nation is there's a word that as being kicked around and churches are really struggling with this. The, the, the fastest growing spiritual segment in the United States is what they're calling the nuns, right. N-O-N-E-S, the nuns. Right. It is basically just a woke word for agnostic. The difference is when my generation said we were agnostic, we said, I don't know what I believe, but I need to figure it out. When their generation says they're a nun, what that means is I don't know what I believe and it's not a priority for me to figure it out. So what our content does is it, it slides Jesus into the conversations that they're having about their purpose, their pain, all those things, and then invites them into a conversation where they can then again consider, you know, uh, who is God and what does that mean to me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, the direct answer to that question is if you want to read about Jesus, read the Gospel of John is, would be my answer. Uh, not Leviticus. <laughs> You'll get to that later. That's sort of graduate level stuff. But uh, yeah, the book yeah. of John. I, um, you guys are also at Groundwire uh, producing some video segments that tell the true stories of people in their words of how Groundwire introduced them to Jesus and completely changed their lives. Uh, I'd love to show one of those to people if you're good with that. Yes, please. All right. This is Michelle's story, someone who was impacted by Sean Dunn's ministry, uh, by the volunteers, and let's not take too much credit, by Jesus, because he's the one that actually makes the change. This is Michelle's story. I've been through a lot in life. I was molested. I've been mistreated and abused. I lost everything. I'm a single mom. The dad's not around like he was supposed to be. I was so depressed and so stressed. I didn't know what to do. And then I saw this, this commercial on my phone. I just felt like I wanted to talk to them. So I started spilling my guts out. I figured, what did I have to lose? It had been so long since I had shared with anyone how I really feel. For some reason, I just felt comfortable. I felt like I could tell this lady everything. So I just put it all out on the table. I tried committing suicide a couple of times, but I couldn't even do that right. I was so tired of crying. I felt so worthless. I didn't have anyone. I kept chatting with her and everything was going good until she asked me if I believed in heaven. And suddenly this thought came upon me and I thought if heaven was real, I definitely wouldn't end up there. My mind was flooded of all of the bad things that I had done. And I just didn't feel like heaven had a place for me. And suddenly, my heart started pounding. And I started feeling like I wanted to cry out to God. Like I wanted Him to help me so bad. I felt Him with me. And somehow I knew I would never be alone again. 
when she asked me that first question, I realized that God loves me and he paid for my sin. And it finally, it made sense to me. When she prayed for me, I felt this heaviness lift off of me. It's like I was getting a brand new start. And I knew that this time God was going to be with me forever. Now my life is different. She told me about a church. And even though everything isn't perfect, I know God is with me. And everything is going to be all right. I'm not alone anymore. That is the fruit of groundwire.net. I'm, I'm curious, I made an assumption there, Sean, that I maybe shouldn't have made. Is that, is that actually someone who reached out or is that reenacting the story of someone who reached out? Yeah, that's, that's actual the language in the chat, but it is, it is uh, done by a production team. Okay, okay. So but these are, these are the, the people that you're seeing. One thing that I noticed in there, and you kind of alluded to it earlier, and, and I think we all know this, we, we know this on the negative side of things, the, the anonymity, even though we're not anonymous, the, the, the being able to hide behind a screen has led to a lot of, people are just nasty a lot of times, right? That's the negative that we see. But at the same time, I think what you guys are seeing is that they'll open up about stuff that they may not open up to, to someone sitting right there by them. Are you seeing that? Yeah, they'll be vulnerable. The way I, I used to describe it is kids walk into a church and they cover up their scars yeah. and put on a they get online and the very first thing they say is, hey, I cut myself or, hey, I'm thinking about suicide. They would never lead with that, but online they will. They'll be honest and vulnerable with you. Can I share a quick analogy with you, Randy? Absolutely. I love this. One of my one of my brand new volunteers uh, after he, he'd been online with us maybe four or five weeks and and uh, he'd, he'd seen, you know, 12 or 13 people come to faith. And he was just so excited because he was an evangelist without he didn't know how to go about it. I mean, sometimes the evangelists we're so stuck in our Christian bubble, we don't even know where to go to find people to tell tell them about Jesus. And he, when, when we were talking and following up, he said, you know what I love about Groundwire? He said, it reminds me of fishing with my grandpa. He said, when I was five, I used to go fishing with my grandpa and I loved it because he loved it so much. He said, when I'm online talking to people about Jesus, I know that it's, it, it, it's pleasing to the father's heart and I can sense his pleasure. But then he took it a step further. He said, what I love is when I used to go fishing with my grandpa when he was five is he did all the work and he gave me all the credit. <laughs> he, he would bait the hook. He would cast it. He would reel it in. And then he would hold, uh, give it to me and I would take a picture with it like I had done something <laughs> special. He said, every day I feel like God is just setting this up and I'm yeah. having these beautiful conversations with people who are lost and broken. Yeah. And I know it's him, but I get to sit there and it makes me feel really, it, it's, there's a sense of a, of a reward sure. that I get from it, even though I know he's doing all the work. I just thought that was a beautiful analogy. It, it is. And you know, my, my dad used to do that too. My dad would actually throw... Uh, the this protein food into the water and all the fish would come up and eat it and then you'd cast out there you're kind of just dragging the top of the water to, to hook a fish and we called that fishing so it, it is kind of funny but you know what the thing is why did my dad do that why did he do it for my kids you know for his grandkids he loves to see them have fun and mm -hmm. I, I think that that's that God's like totally cool with that he's like let's take some pictures you know I'll, I'll do all the heavy lifting you just be present, you know, and that's, it's really, 
it's really that simple. It's just, it's just show up, you know, share what I've given you with others and, and see what happens. You're seeing a lot happen, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's one of my favorite scriptures too, is Philemon verse six. It says, I pray that you'll be active in sharing your faith so that you'll have a better understanding of every good thing you already have in Christ Jesus. Yeah. What we're finding is that there's so much, you know, we, we God's invested so much in us and sometimes we don't even know what's there until we begin to see it come out. And so we have coaches that are sitting there and they're like, wow, I didn't even know that was inside of me. And, you know, the anointing of God hits us as we're, as we're willing and able. And we, we realize that there's scripture that's buried deep inside of us. There's wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit that's buried deep inside of it and begins to come out in these conversations and God begins to use it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so because of that, we continue to grow even more. Yeah, I love it. Okay, now you, do you have a business background? Or no, no for- just been a youth pastor and a preacher for since I was 18. Well, so. you got, you know, good. You, you've got this interesting thing on your uh, mid-year impact report, and it says cost per profession of faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wondered if you had just had, you know, came from a business background and that's the way you thought, because that it's when I read that, I thought, well, that's weird because we're not buying salvation, right? But here's here's what I see what you're doing. Uh, you're showing that the you by using the technology and of course the volunteers you're actually able to do more with less because mm-hmm. i look at these numbers you know to four years ago almost five years ago it was a little over 23 dollars on average was what you're spending on the ministry and then you know you do the math you divide it by the number of people that that profess their faith now it's down mm-hmm. in 2022 down to less than ten dollars and mm-hmm. and Again, we're not we're not buying people's salvation. I don't want people to misunderstand that. But what what you're demonstrating is that yes, we can use technology and do more with with less. Not to say you don't need to support Groundwire because they absolutely need your support. But I th- I just think technology is God opening up the doors to reach the world with this, with the gospel. Yeah. Um, you know, and there is, there's really no equal comparison, but the closest one would be churches. Um, churches and denominations have told me that it costs them over $35,000 to see one person come to Christ domestically oh. because we have so much overhead mm-hmm. and so much, which is okay. That's okay. Churches do a lot, yeah. but when you're focused on winning the loss, that's really, that's, that's really what you're doing is that, and then get them into a growth track and get them connected to a community. So when, when we're, uh, we were $9.12 for six months of the year uh, to see that happen, it's, I've, I've actually had some people become offended that we measure that. Right, right. Which is try, I, why I tried to put it in context, because, yeah. yeah, but I get what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, I'm not saying, I know you do, but I, I'm not saying that a soul is only worth right. X amount of dollars. What I'm saying is that when you're saying the right things to the right people at the right time on the right platforms, you're going to see the number go in the right direction. Mm-hmm. If you have a message that doesn't resonate, your costs are going to go in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And so all of the websites that we launched prove that there's a hunger out there that if you if you scratch that itch, they'll come and they'll want to explore more. So some of our new websites are accordingtohim.com because we're setting it up where people are saying, hey, I don't like what I look at. I don't like what's looking back at me in the mirror, but 
you know, I want to go see what Jesus sees when he thinks of me, wow. when he looks at me, according to him. Or we have what's the point.com that's doing really well, or do I matter? And so we have JesusCares.com, When Life Hurts, God Likes. We have several other websites, but they're all they're all meeting a group of people that have those questions. And therefore, they're, they're coming to these websites because they want answers to those questions. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is the answer. We know that, but they don't. And so when we're able to introduce them to it, they're 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 hungry for that that sense of of um, of that that answer that they're craving, and so it shows up in the 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 net you know cost of what it costs to really reach somebody. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, so I mean, you're a youth pastor, a pastor. I mean, you you had to think outside the walls in order to pull this off because that's some creative stuff, and you have the sense to. To measure and adjust, uh, you know what you're doing to be uh, more effective. Where, mm-hmm. where did, where does that come from? Well, you have you have like dreams and stuff, and you wake up the next morning going, "I think I should do this." <laughs> no, it's it's been a journey for me. It wasn't like I woke up with a with a game plan and said, "Here's my 30 year plan." It was what where Groundwire came from was I was I was preaching on stages and I was. You know, I was I was on the music festival circuit and I was, you know, the bands could get them in the field and I got to tell them why they were there. Mm. I got to you know, be the keynote, be the bring the gospel. And I loved it. And I was getting I was developing a reputation. I was climbing the ladder. And I was speaking to 150,000 people a year. And then God kind of got my attention because he had a new direction for me. What I realized was I I'm an evangelist with an evangelist heart and drive. But yet I'm speaking to people who are at Christian events, which is predominantly people who agree with me. Right. And I'm not saying that we don't need to remind people who grew up in church of, of God's, uh, the giftings that he's given them and the things that he's calling them to. But we start, we got to a place where um, I started to ask the question, God, how do we reach the ones that will not come where we want them to be? Mm. So they can hear the message they desperately need. And we started down the media road. And at the time I looked at it the way I consume media. So we started on TV, radio, billboard, and we started to pivot and realize that the younger generation we're trying to reach don't even have cable anymore. No. Don't listen to the radio anymore. They listen to pod. They listen to podcasts and, and playlists. Yep. And so we we shifted. We went to the small screen. And when when that happened, then we started to see what happened and what what uh, what we could improve. And so um, yeah, we just we just continued to to pivot. It's actually one of our strengths is we don't we trust the numbers. And a lot of ministries, we trust our gut more than we trust the numbers. It reminds me of Shark Tank. Shark Tank always says, well, culture's spoken. You know, they've. I don't care if you think your product is phenomenal. According to the people who are actually dropping the checks, it's not that great. So we just continue to pivot and, and, and see God bless us. And our, our job is to stay as close to him as we can because he knows exactly the way to message things and the way to present things. Yeah, I, I love it. And, you know, this this program, Life Today Live, is largely discipleship, mainly Christians, um, but and, and that's essential. But the evangelization part of it, it it's essential. It, we got to have both. And, and and that's why I love I love spotlighting you and telling people to come volunteer and telling people to go donate at groundwire.net. There's URL again, groundwire.net. Support what he's doing because this is all a part of our calling. Uh, we're different parts of the same body, and man, I sure appreciate the part that you're playing, Sean. Is there anything you want to mention before I let you go? 
you know, let me let me just tell a quick story about about one of the the young men that you've met. I'm just going to mention his first name, not his last name, because I don't want to have his phone blow up. But uh, do you remember meeting Eric at the Texas Ranger game that we went to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Young man there. Um, one day, Eric walked up to me and he said, Sean, he said, I'm an entrepreneur. He said, I just sold a business. And he said, I've reinvested it. He said, I used to give a lot. I can't give a whole lot whole right now. But this is when our cost per commitment was right around $19. And he took two $20 bills and he stuck them in my pocket. And he said, I'm going to give more later. He said, but this is all I can do now. He said, go get me two more. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, that's that's kind of a fun way to look at it when you know that your um, that your investment uh, in an organization that God leads you to uh, invest in that it's going to have an impact in souls and there will be people giving you high fives in heaven and say hey thank you you got that message in front of me and that exact moment when I needed the Holy Spirit drew my heart and I'm here today because of that interruption that you helped provide I love it I love it man and I want to see I mean it'd be nice to see the cost go down but I want to see the support go up and I want to see the numbers in that that the chats, you know, and going up and that bottom line of people that have come, come to Christ or some cases come back. Uh, so Mm -hmm. thank you, man. I appreciate, I just, this is very cool. I I love, I love the spark that God's put inside you to utilize the, the technology for, for his kingdom. It's just cool. Thanks, man. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate that. (laughs) Appreciate you guys. you You too. Have a good Thanksgiving. You guys out there watching, uh, Check it out, groundwire.net. And if you want to sign up, volunteer, uh, I would highly recommend it. See you again tomorrow. We got more right here on Life Today Live. In spite of our rebellion, in spite of our sins, in spite of our failures. God says, I love you. I love you. I love you.